looking at the word of the Lord out of chapter 2 of Luke, beginning in verse 8 through verse 20. And I will read the word of God, and then we will pray that he will help us this night. In the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David there has been born for you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth, lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men, with whom he is pleased. When the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, Let us go straight to Bethlehem then and see this child, this thing that has happened, which is the Lord has made known to us. So they came in a hurry and they found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lie in a manger. When they had seen this, they made known the statement which had been told them about this child. And all who heard, heard it, wondered at the things which were told to them by the shepherds. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds went back, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen just as it had been told to them. Father, please help us to hear. Please, Lord, may your word go forth with the power and the majesty in which you spoke it. Father, you have given us this wonder of wonders your written testimony. And Father, you have gathered us this night to worship in spirit and in truth and to hear the word of the King, this child in a manger. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for drawing us. Thank you, Lord, that in this globe, this day, People will hear. People will see. And Father, some will reject. And some will be in fear and trembling. Father, we who are called by your name, I ask this time that we will be encouraged by these words. Father, those who do not know you. Father, today would be the day of their salvation. For it is your will. 
In Christ's name. Amen. I think there are times that we miss the glory of Christmas. Um, I, uh, I wonder at times. I think about this text, and here's what comes to my mind. Taxes are high. Wages are low. Hypocrisy is the strength of humanity. Honesty is very rare. Freedom is basically gone or going. The rich seem to be getting richer. The poor seem to struggle just to meet the day. Morality is on a decline. Rebellion rebellion seems to be brewing everywhere. And it would almost seem that cruelty is reigning. That is the life that these shepherds had 2,000 years ago. And as far as I can tell, there is still nothing new under the sun. For these men in the hills of uh, Bethlehem, there were cold nights. I was in, Beth, uh, in that area in Bethlehem in, in March a few years ago, and it snowed on me. And I was trying to figure out, was it me or is this normal operating procedure? And they said, no, it, it just happens here. And it sort of messed with my idea of what is Israel? I thought it was a desert. <laughs> Uh, Then I found vast groves of blood oranges and bananas growing just a little farther north and thought, huh. But for these shepherds, it's cold nights. They're very long days. At the time of the lambing, which they would have been with their flocks, they would have been separated with their family. They would have had very few Friends, and by the way, in case you were wondering, sheep stink. Well, they do. Okay, which means those who tend the sheep smell. Just in case you were curious, sheep have a tendency to wander aimlessly. For no apparent reason, which means that a shepherd does what? He's always out searching for the wandering sheep. These shepherds never had rest because their work was never done. In the Jewish community in which they lived, in the society and the time that they lived, they were on the lowest end of society. They had nothing to offer society. They were the outcasts of society. They did not have time to spend in their synagogues. They did not have time to worship in the temple in Jerusalem. They could not come to a priest on a regular basis because anytime you touched a dead animal, you were defiled. They were the outcast. The Jerusalem crowd had no use for them whatsoever. They were unable to witness the special events. They were always busy watching wayward sheep. 
And yet in this text, Luke tells us at this moment, everything changed. That night on the hills in Bethlehem, what they heard and what they saw was burned into their hearts and minds and would forever change them. What they found was to ever change their lives. I mean, when I read this, and you've got to understand who I am and where I came from. When I read this, in this same region, some shepherds were saying, and they were out in their fields and they're keeping watch, and an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. <laughs> God's light show. I mean, I grew up with concerts. I don't know, maybe you guys didn't, or maybe you were saved from them or whatever. But I know what a laser light show is, and I've seen some dandies. But I long for the day that I see this light show. When the glory of the Lord shines on you on the hills of Bethlehem, you don't have that, what do they call it? Light pollution. It's not like you're surrounded by streetlights. You have an angelic host that shows up and says, yo, we're talking to you. And then they begin singing. And it only says that the glory of the Lord shone. Let me give you a for instance of what that is. Have you ever seen creation? That would be the glory of the Lord shining. One very moment, everything that they had ever gleaned from their understanding of scriptures came alive on the hillsides of Bethlehem. In one moment, it all changed. What they understood about God, what they understood about angels, what they understood about heaven, what they understood about Messiah, what they understood about the promises and the prophecies of that that will come became real and was in their face. And you know what? (laughs) Instantaneously, it all made sense. Just like that. Behold, the sacrifices, even the lambs that they were offering and and would sell and they were raising. The offerings that they had done for generations after generations for sin and forgiveness. It all became intensely personal. These sheep. That they watched over, that they raised, that they bred, that they sheared, that they sold. All of a sudden became this instant picture of mercy and grace. Even though they stink. The temple that they served these livestock to. It became theirs, and they understood it. They understood the sacrifices. 
They understood the picture. It all made sense. You know, and I and I, I think about us today. Does it make sense? Don't ask me. I'm asking you. When you think about this book, well, he carries around that Bible. He's a man of faith. I've never met a person who's not a person of faith. Does it make sense? God to take on the veil of humanity and walk among us for one purpose and one purpose only. To die in your place. But you know what? These shepherds on the hills inside, outside of Bethlehem, it made sense. See, the life of, of, a, of a shepherd is monotonous. Okay? But it's predictable. Sheeps, very little in their habits. They walk. They, they walk so often down the same path that they'll wear a ditch where they're traveling. Sheep are wonderful. They are absolutely helpless. Did you know that sheep can't even clean themselves? They produce a thing from their skin called lanolin. And a lanolin is like an, a, an oil. And as it keeps being produced, it just keeps collecting and it collects dirt and thistles and bushes and burrs and a little more dirt. And a sheep have no ability to even clean it off. They literally can be weighed down with lanolin to the point of death if there isn't someone there to tend them. Sheep are not the most intelligent animal on the planet. They're dirty. And one of the things that I have learned about sheep is that they can only be cared for by a person who is patient. So, as I read this text... A group of outcast, patient men sitting on the same hills as their grandfathers sat and then watching the stars. There's no doubt. And they were talking, chit-chatting. And then God came down. See, these shepherds, they remind us of how God comes to mankind. God is the seeker. God is the initiator. And the shepherds were there. <laughs> and they were willing to listen. And upon listening, they were willing to act. God came to save. God is the God of salvation. We celebrate this day because God came to save. Even the most distant and the most defiled and the most outcast, 
He came to save. So I have some things I want you to think about tonight. Okay? And this is a this is a good message because it gets both sides. The saints and the ain'ts. That's that's both sides. One, these shepherd, they listened to God when he spoke. They listened to God when he spoke. And, and you know what? I read this and it says they were terribly frightened. I thought about that. <laughs> Had I been on that hillside and an angel and the host showed up, I would still be running. You know, I know there's a whole bunch of people who says, well, I think I need to talk to an angel. You know what? If I talk to an angel, I'm going to dig a ditch. And I'm sticking my head in it and I'm going to do an ostrich. You can call me whatever you want to call me. But every time that I see somebody in the Bible who sees a holy angel, it scares them to death. And these shepherds out there fighting lions and wolves and these things that would attack it would say <laughs> we were terribly frightened. <laughs> really? You would have heard me screaming all the way to the Red Sea. And I don't care what the message was. I know. Oh, I would have listened. Yeah, you'd listen to me screaming across the hills. They were fearful at the sight of what they saw, and yet they did not ignore what they had been witness to. They did not run from what they saw, nor did they refuse to hear what the angel said. Secondly, They came to God like they were. Instead of backing away with excuses. I don't have an education. I haven't been to Bible college. I haven't been to seminary. I wasn't raised. I don't know these things. They didn't back away because, well, I'm not dressed appropriately. They didn't back away because of their standing in society. They welcomed God's message. Now, there was fear and there was uncertainty. But you know what? Underlying all of it was hope. There was no time to become someone else. And they knew that. I can't become a theologian. God called them just as they were. Thirdly, they responded to God at once in faith. Their faith took a step. You know, we are called to walk in faith. You know what's amazing about that? It's one step after the other. It isn't a sprint. It isn't a marathon. It is take a step. They received the message, and you know what they did? They acted on it. It's an amazing thought. It's an amazing thought. From a pastor's perspective, that's an astonishing thought. 
They received the message. They acted upon it. They did not doubt. They did not disagree. They did not question and they did not hesitate. It is the word of the Lord, saith the Lord. They heard and they responded. And you know what is amazing about that? They were the first to see Christ. First. Why? No hesitation. You know what? I cherish the shepherds here. They had very little knowledge. And yet they had a great faith. See, here's the amazing thing. Very shortly after this episode, Jesus would have to leave with his parents. They have to leave the country. And had they hesitated, guess what? They're missing. Think about this evening. How many people on this planet will hear a message, who will go through this ordeal, who will go through a, a, a candlelight service, a candlelight mass or whatever they're going through, and yet they will miss the child because they did not act. They heard it, but they hesitated. It's a simple faith, and yet these shepherds' simple faith was richly rewarded. You know, I think about it, the journey in faith will only end in joy. (laughs) Fourthly, they sought until they found him. When the angels were gone away from them, verse 15 says unto heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, let us go straight to Bethlehem then and see this thing which has happened, which the Lord has made known. And so they came in a hurry, it says. And and the, the, the original language meant that there was a seeking that took place. They were looking and they were at times trying to find. I mean, if, the, if you've got God's child being born, he must be at like what? The Sheridan? He's going to be in the really nice place, isn't he? Let's go look for the sweets in Bethlehem and see where this child is. See, they sought until they found him. And, and, and I hope we realize that they had to search for him until he was found. See, they took what God had given them. Please hear me well on this. They took what God had given them. No more. No less. And that was all they needed to find Jesus. Did you hear me? There's no more. There's no less. And shall I do this? I will find him. Isn't that amazing? We like to think that it's complicated. Well... But you say you know what the Greek text says. Well, that's because somebody wrote it out and I read it. How did I find Jesus? How do you find Jesus? No more. No less. 
And then they searched for him. And they searched for him without giving up. Fifthly, (laughs) they went against the tide. They went against the tide. See, at that day and at that time, um, they were not welcome. Raise the sheep. You have that odor about you. Stay out there and raise the sheep. You have a task. No one else wants the task. And I would prefer that you would go out there and take care of the task. And by the way, do not trouble me. They were unwelcome in public, shepherds were. And yet they came into town. And they found what they sought. And they believed. You know why I know they believed? That would be the sixth thing. When they had seen this, verse 17 says, they made known the statement which they were told. And all who hear heard it wondered at the things. (laughs) I like that. You know what that means? To use Jesus' vernacular, they had found the pearl of great prize. And they said, I found the pearl of great price. I found a treasure of great wealth and I sold everything I had so I could buy that field to have that. The kingdom of God is something to be cherished. His kingdom of God is the most important thing on the planet earth that will ever exist. (laughs) And the shepherds went forth and said, we found the good news. We're not educated. We're not men of wisdom. We are not men of culture. We are not men of society. We are not educated. We are not have-alls. But we have great news of great joy. And if you think about it, the rest of the New Testament records that these shepherds went back and to their old jobs, but they went back to their old jobs as new men. And if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are... Passing away and all things are becoming new. (laughs) I think that's cool. See, this is Christmas time. And I know that the children are saying, do we get to open Christmas presents on Christmas Eve? And will this guy please shut up? Because if I know that if I go home and tell my mom long enough that I'll get to at least open one. But this man just keeps, he's looking, he's looking at his watch. He's talking about me. Poo, I've been busted. My question would be simple as this. You'll celebrate a wonderful time. We have our families together. I think about what was sung tonight. Think about the effort and the energy that was put into it. 
I think about everybody coming out on a cold, snowy night. But I got to ask you a question. Will you be a shepherd? Will you go forth from here with glad tidings of the gospel? You can't be in this room tonight and tell me that you have not experienced the great joy of the salvation of the Lord Jesus Christ. I know you're you wouldn't even be here. You may have experienced it directly or indirectly. So I'll go back through my list. And the kids are going, oh, man. Listen to God when he speaks. I'm not asking the saints to listen to God when he speaks. I am listening to all mankind. Will you listen to God when he speaks? Do you hear God in his word? And does it cause you wonder and fear? Do not ignore what you have heard. Do not ignore what you have witnessed. Do not run and do not flee from what you have seen and what you have heard. Secondly, do you come to God as you are or do you think there's something you should do to make yourself worthy? Do you have excuses? Are you working on your education or your job, your career? Are you worried about how you're dressed? Are you worried about your societal stand? Or do you welcome God's message? You welcome it with fear? You welcome it with wonder? You welcome it with an uncertainty? But yet you do it in hope? Understanding as the shepherds that you do not need to be someone else. Thirdly, do you respond to God at once in faith? I hear crickets. <laughs> what? We left. We're trying to get our presence open. When God's word comes forth in power and majesty and glory, what is your response? Amen or I wonder what he meant by that. Do I receive the message and do I act upon it without doubt? Without disagreement, without questioning, without hesitation. Do I hear and do I respond? Because you know what? Those are the first to see Jesus. Just remember that. Seek Jesus till you find him. That's what the shepherds did. They went into Bethlehem, outcast. We don't want your kind in our town. I'm looking for Jesus. I'm looking for this child. I am seeking him. Do I take what God has given? I take no more. I take no less. 
And I search for him without giving up. You know, you've got 66 books that you call a Bible. It isn't an experience. It isn't a methodology. It isn't a system. It isn't gimmicks. What does the word of the Lord say? And if it says what it says, I shall do that until I find him. Fifthly, are you willing to go against the tide? Listen, first people who got to see the newborn king of kings and lord of lords, the son of the living God, were the outcast of society. That would be going against the tide, by the way. The Magi weren't there. They weren't there. You have a bunch of shepherds showing up. They were there. Why? Because they responded. The outcast, the unwelcome, they came and they found and they believed. And you know how I know for sure? Because they went and told everybody. You just couldn't get them to shut up. And you know what? Tonight you have an opportunity to go back to your old place, your old jobs, your old ways, as a new man, as a new woman, knowing the Lord Jesus Christ in truth. That's why you're here tonight. And if not, you'll walk out of here and you'll watch the rest of the world do what the rest of the world has done until the conclusion of the age. But I will tell you one thing. The Bible taught me years ago that the penalty of sin is death. And I don't care what your place is on this planet. I don't care how you dress. I don't care what your education is. I don't care what you do. But let me tell you this. You will die. I don't care what you amass in your fortune. I don't care what you get in your wealth. I don't even care what you get in Christmas tonight or tomorrow. You will die. And this little baby... In a manger 2,000 years ago, the angelic host appeared to the outcast of society and said, Behold, in the city of David, a Savior is born. And that invitation stands tonight. Stands tonight. And I get into a lot of trouble because I challenge people on their salvation. Why? Why? Because let me tell you something. These shepherds, uneducated, who had no understanding, were picked out by the angelic host, brought the good news, and their response was, they went and told everybody they could get in in their path. And when I watch Christians keeping quiet about the single greatest gift that has ever been given, then I have to question whether they're saved or not. How can I experience and hear what God has done and be silent about it? That's why we're here.
bring forth the good news because our God is a saving God. Let's pray. Father, to your glory and praise, your child was born to bring salvation to us all. Help us, Lord. Help us who are called by your name to speak forth in the spirit of truth, in the spirit of love. Father, as the angels were fear and trembling, and yet, Lord, you brought forth the message, beginning with just these humble servants. Father, may we be humble servants, and may we bring forth this message. Lord, I... I'm overwhelmed at uh, what you have done. Father, may we rest in the assurance of what you do. Father, as we celebrate this season, as we celebrate this night, as we celebrate tomorrow, as uh, what was heard and seen by these shepherds was burned forever into their souls, Father, what we have heard and what we have seen, may it be the fire of our lives to the glory of our King. Father, as our dear brother John said, Lord, come quickly. And yet, Father, may we walk worthy of this high calling. In Christ's name, amen. This one child was born in Bethlehem. And it's like I started this, mor- this evening out. Um, I had a discussion just today on, you know, that's just a religious story. <laughs> All right. That's why they let that great big Christmas tree over there, huh? Um. A a baby born on the planet Earth has never had the impact that this one child had. I don't care who you tell me. Go ahead and pick your best. Mousy tongue? Oh, you don't understand. We had, really? Tell me. Because he crosses them all, crosses every religion. Every continent, every country, every border. And there has never, ever been a child. Now, you can walk out of here and say, hey, it's just a story. Okay. But hear these words, my friends. When you see him face to face, remember that I told you it's not a story. And those of you who do know our Savior, I think as the song says, go tell it on a mountain. And do me a favor. Don't shut up. (laughs) The quicker we get them saved, the quicker we're out of here. (laughs) Let's spread the light.